All right, welcome back, everybody, to another show of Flyway Connections. My name is Chris. I'm here with my buddy, Joe. Joe? Hey, how are you guys doing all tonight? Um, real good episode tonight. Tonight, you're going to hear from uh, people I grew up with my whole life, my uh, <laughs> dad and my, bro- uh, and my brother. And we're going to be talking about kind of a little bit how I got into uh, the outdoors. So just for the listeners, so the reason uh, Joey and everybody's giggling like little girls is just because... I, I know how this conversation is going to probably end up going and we're probably going to have to do a lot of, uh, or I'm probably going to have to quack a lot of these words out, but, um, <clears throat> anyways, Joe, you want to introduce your dad and your brother? Yeah. My, my dad, uh, George Spears, you know, living in, um, Concord, uh, California. And then my brother, Michael Spears living out of, uh, Benicia, California. Hey, how's it going? Dad, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing pretty good. All right, so yeah, <laughs> so let, let, let's get it started off. So, I, I'm gonna go with this strong. So, who's the better fisherman out of y'all three? <laughs> I'm gonna go with this strong. Don't even go there, it's not even, it's not even a question. That was the worst question you could have asked. <laughs> I learned from the, I learned from the best. I, I was pretty lucky. I learned from my dad. Um, AKA the legend, West Coast legend. I'll never admit that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I want to hear. Hey, even Daniel's son beat up Mr. Miyagi, so. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was blessed at a young age getting a, a forced PhD in, um, in fishing. So who's better between you and your brother? Oh, uh, fishing wise, definitely me. <laughs> and he's not, he won't, he won't attest to that. Why, why'd you look back? So Joey and uh, Landon wasn't oh. listening? Oh, no, my, my, my little niece is coming in. Um, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine, man. I got my little boy running around too. Hey, but hey, asking who outfished who today? He got me today. He got me on his uh, his local home pond. Yeah, I mean, come on, <laughs> man. Like he knew where to go. Like they all went to, like one little corner of the whole pond. I just <laughs> okay. So let, let's let's just say your dad came and he went to that pond. He's still gonna outfish y'all. Uh, no, they they don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I love it. All right, so um, I wanted to start off strong, so good thing we got that out of the way, because uh, so uh, there is a couple things I did want to know, and I wanted to know from all uh, Joe. Joe, I kind of know a little bit of what he do, uses, what he likes. I've fished with him a couple times, but um, from uh, dad and brother uh, Joseph, that's that's your dad's name. That's your name, right, sir? No, George. George. Yeah. Okay, and then your brother is Michael. Okay, I was thinking Hector, but <laughs> but uh, and we'll 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 start we'll start with um, Michael first. So as far as your your uh, your favorite rig for bass, I mean, what is your favorite setup as far as using from uh, rod line and uh, if you're I don't know if you're using a slip weight or whatever you're using, just what's your favorite setup? Well, I mean, for me, it changes because. Yearly, huh. I, try to, I try to throw a new bait. So, uh-huh. like, uh, right now, I would say one of my best setups is um, it'll just be on a Shimano rod, Shimano mm-hmm. reel, um, kind of medium, medium heavy. And uh, I've been throwing a, a chatter bait a lot. Yeah. 12-pound maxim, maxim line. And uh, – that's probably one of my favorite ones to throw. Um, as for like setups, I 
I love to throw the Ned rig on just eight pound test on a, on a little spinning reel. Oh, nice. Um, and then uh, that's probably my two go to right now. Also, um, I love to throw the double fluke. That's okay. one. Of yeah, that's what uh, Joe throws out a lot. <laughs> yeah, he, he he sent me that one, so I had to try it out. And yeah, I have my my cousin's exactly like that. I'm not really. I mean, maybe it's just because I'm lazy. I don't want to set it all up like that, but. Um, <laughs> Dad, do you approve of his uh, setup? <laughs> well, I, I, you can ask. I, I throw Carolina, Carolina, Carolina. And that, that's my go-to uh, year-round. And it, it's been effective for me. And uh, they make fun of it, but that's what I do. And then and, and that's how I fish. So I'm curious. Why do you guys make fun of the Carolina? I throw a Carolina. No, it's because that's how we learned. Like, yeah, we grew up going Carolina, and then you know, I your dad I, doesn't come with oh, ages. Well, I try to throw new stuff. I want yeah. I want to learn something new every year. So, have you ever watched that river? I mean, that movie, the river runs through it. Yeah. So I'd say that was me, and my brother, growing up, where where everything you know, they're fishing in the mountains of um fly fishing the mountains of Montana, everything was 10 to 2, 10 to 2, 10 to 2. <laughs> you know, yeah. us growing up, and my dad said, I mean, it's effective. Yeah, I, I mean, I use it. Yeah. Where, I mean, my dad will go there and he'll all fish, uh, he'll fish, all fish, fish anybody. Anyone on yeah. that. He'll still fish us to this yeah, day. day. Yeah, but, yeah. But, you know. Yeah, because my two, two are Carolina and Texas rig, and that's just what I grew up using. So, um, I, I've tried that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I will throw other stuff too. I I do like top water, and I will throw drop shot. You know, toss that out a little bit, but most of the time it is a Carolina. But you could throw so many other things on it. You could throw a lizard. You could throw a four inch worm. Mm -hmm. You throw a brush hog on it, and it's it's all you know. It's effective. You know, it just depends on what time of year it is. Yeah, absolutely. So, I heard. Uh... Excuse me. So I heard, uh, so monofilling, and we didn't hear dad's setup. So as far as your setup, what does your setup look when you're just bass fishing out there? I I go a little light. I go eight-pound test. I'm probably a seven to seven-and-a-half-foot rod, and I'm just about 90% all conventional reels. Okay. And, and that's, that's what I like to use. Monofilling as well? Yes, I like mono. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You guys don't use fluorocarbon? I don't oh yeah, for the leaders, I uh, yeah, I, I like fluorocarbon for my leaders. Okay, I, I like fluorocarbon. Yeah. I, just, I don't I like braiding. Like, I, 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 you ask me, my brother. For me, I like mono because I I really like that stretch. I don't like feeling every single tap. Uh, when we were well, talking about you got fluorocarbon, you feel the stretch. No, I think the mono, mono, mono is when you feel mono because mono floats longer than fluorocarbon. Yeah, but you don't get that. You get that stretch like. That stretch, yeah, mono. Um, because I mean, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll let a fish gut it. <laughs> when I said well, the that, other thing too is, the other thing too is, uh, Lake Brias is a clear water lake, so you want to use fluorocarbon for a leader, and then after that, uh, you don't want to be throwing any braid, really. I mean, to me, unless you got a good long leader. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big braid person myself. So I mean, unless, like you said, unless I'm using for like a leader or whatever, but. Um, but yeah, so you're pretty conventional as far as your rod and everything, eight pound, nothing. Yeah. Nothing yes, crazy. I am. But okay. Blaze also got its own spot too. I mean, if you're fishing salt water, 
and you're rock fishing, you're fishing 80 feet deep, it has its advantages because you can use a lighter weight. Um, if you're sturgeon fishing in deeper water, you can see the hit a lot better. It's a lot more sharp hit and, uh, it's got its places. You know, I've got two rods in my boat with braid on it. And when I need to use them, I, I can pull them out and it's, it's another little thing in your arsenal. Okay. So I'm going to pick your brain a little bit. So braid, All right. I know braids, braids obviously fairly new. Um, now from my understanding, at least for what, what I, I read or whatever braid um f- phrase a lot uh, i guess when you throw it in rocks it, it starts uh was it fraying or whatever is that does not does that not affect it when you're throwing it in there well i i don't throw uh, i wouldn't know about that because i don't throw it in the rocks but uh when you're using it in in, in a boat um mm-hmm. you don't have that problem <clears throat> okay yeah okay then i, I misheard you i thought you said you threw it in like uh, the like rocket area or whatever. Oh, rock but... fishing. Oh, okay. Rock fishing. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Like, and what's rock fish is what? Like a salt water, salt water fish. fish. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's. Um, I'm. I'm not a big. I actually. I've never gone. I mean, maybe a couple times salt water fishing. So. Uh, so I assumed rock was like in the rocks area. So like, um, I, I don't know. It just braids like. Uh, maybe it's something I got to get used to. I'm more of a mono and fluorocarbon type of person, but um, let, let's go. And to if the, you're using braid, if you're with black bass, I would use a, a lighter uh, f- uh, bending rod. So there's mm-hmm. some forgiveness there on the, um, unless you're fishing really dense stuff, uh, you know, rocks and, and you're fishing heavy brush, then, then you want the braid and a stiff rod that way you can pull out the fish without you know no no give okay so when you're fishing okay so that makes a lot of sense so when you're fishing braid as far let's let, let's turn it to freshwater what what kind of situation would you use your braided line for or would you just use it for a leader uh no i would never use it for a leader um personally but uh-huh. if you're fishing like i said dense uh rocks or, or brush or, uh-huh. or trees you you don't want to give that fish fish an inch. You want, as soon as you set the hook, you want them coming at you, and uh, that's the advantage of braid. Where okay. mono is going to stretch a little bit and it gets frayed, it'll break. Where braid is uh, is a lot tougher that way. Now, okay. Now, Dad, when you when you uh, drop shot, do you, do you use braid? Because that's the only time I'll use braid personally is when I drop shot. I have used braid on a drop shot, but then I, I, I hit it with a four carbon uh, top shot on about maybe 15 yards of it, you know, yeah. and then I tie into with an Albright knot into the braid. Yeah. So do, do you use but, your, so when you're using your drop shot and you're using it uh, at different periods of like the spawn? I, I, I usually use the uh, drop shot early in the season mm-hmm. uh when the fish are down deeper and then um after that you know i i can you could use it in different ways off points um if the fish are down deep it, it, it's effective that way where where carolina is not as as effective yeah absolutely you know okay nice so i actually i'm gonna i'm gonna try that a little bit more so yeah, notes man huh yeah no i'm, I'm about to Oh, and actually, Michael Michael uses more of a drop shot than I do. I mean, yeah, my drop shot it's all mono. 
Everything yeah. I use is mono. <laughs> I haven't. I have one rod set up for braid, and I really don't throw it because I just for when I see braid or think of it, it's more for pitching and using jigs and stuff like that. And that's just something I don't don't normally throw. Yeah. So everything I use is eight to twelve pound test monofilm. And you don't use fluorocarbon at all. I did buy some fluorocarbon just to try it out and see mm-hmm. how it was, and I, it it kind of just to me it kind of reminded me of mono. Yeah. I didn't really see much of it's a more, difference. To me, it's a more expensive mono. Yeah, I didn't. Just to be honest, I didn't see much of a difference. Yeah, I mean, I think the only difference just is that it sinks quicker. Um, but I mean, obviously, that that's just like personal preference. I I yeah. like it for other I'm reasons. Just, so I mean, I, how they're fishing and they. Uh, yeah. You know, I kind of changed my ways personally fishing from just fishing here in Louisiana compared to what I do back home in California is I don't need that fluorocarbon if I'm throwing, you know, a Carolina rig where I have a weight on it. Like that, yeah. that the sinking really doesn't, you know, it, what, it sinks like a quarter of a second faster. Like that's where yeah. you know, I think the difference is. Okay. So, okay. So dad, so when fluorocarbon, what is your best? What is your best tip as far as using fluorocarbon and when and where at time periods? Well, like I fish Lake Berryessa, so it's a clear, like I said, it's a clear water lake, and and that's why I use the fluorocarbon. Now, if, if you go up to the Delta where it's really stained, mm-hmm. uh, you really don't need it. But when you fish your clear water lakes, I, I would recommend using fluorocarbon. Fluorocarbon, okay. Yeah, if it's a clear water place, yeah, you, you, you it's a little bit of advantage. Okay. The fish I mean, can see the line. Yeah, because I mean, my my setups are fluorocarbon and mono. I do use mono most of my uh, top water. I, I use mono, and then most of like I don't know my weightless uh, Texas rig or whatever. It's fluorocarbon. So, but um, yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I, I definitely need to switch it up and try doing a little bit more braid work. I, I I'll be honest, it's just something that I had a bad day with braid. I'm like, I'm never using this again, but. That's just ignorance on my part. So, um, <clears throat> so w- when it comes to the pre-spawn, spawn, and then post-spawn, uh, as far as brother and dad, what is y'all's favorite time of the period to fish, and why, brother? Okay, who's this? Okay, I'll go first. So, um, I like the post-spawn. Personally, yeah. that's my favorite. I'm more because I like light tackle. I love throwing the cinco. I love throwing the double fluke. Throwing top water, late May, early June, for me, that's that's my favorite. Getting up on that water, being there at 5 a.m. and being off the water and done by 11, that's my favorite time of the year. Dang it. Yeah, that's what, what I like to <laughs> <laughs> If he pitches with me, I ask mm-hmm. exactly if I'm say give an answer. That's exactly what I'd yeah. say. How yeah, about you? Was... Dad. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like the pre-spawn too, because just the fact uh, that time of year, I like March, April, May fishing. And uh, it just, uh, you could fish most of the whole day because it's not too hot. And the fish are usually chasing bait and they're not just sitting on their beds. And uh, it's just more, you could fish longer, you know, and then that's what I like. I like the pre-spawn. Yeah, I have to say I'm with, I'm with you on that. I do like enjoy the pre-spawn a lot more. So as far as, uh, and th- this is kind of a curious question for myself, um, and then obviously the, the listeners too. So I know you guys are, you guys both have boats, right? Correct? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. 
Do you guys use kayaks at all? I do. Okay, or is Joe Very just a cheap one? vaguely, though. Kayak fishing for me, because I don't have a really nice kayak. It's just uh, with the oars, I don't have the pedal one. It's tough. That wind really makes it frustrating. So, especially because I fish Berryessa all the time, I mm-hmm. keep my boat up there. So, it's just when I go up there, I'm just going to pull out the boat. It's just so much easier. I got the electric motor. Everything's ready to go. Kayak fishing, is it is nice when I go camping to different places. I'll, I'll bring the kayak. Mm-hmm. And I've had fun on there, but the wind really gives me a, a tough time. And you, sir, as far as like, I, 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 I'm not kayak, kayak friendly, so I'm not kayak fishing. <laughs> I'm not kayak friendly. Hey, they make some. <laughs> I mean, if Joe can get on a kayak, you can get on a kayak. I mean, something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I. So, what's the benefits as far as can you can we talk about like let's say the benefits on kayak versus boat or obviously. <sighs> I would, get in I mean, those areas where, you, let's say, a species of fish. Get in those areas you know, where we like, can't. Like for me, I probably all three, all three of us have the most experienced fishing with a kayak. Uh huh. And I think for me, fishing in, in those kayaks here in Louisiana, it's I could, you know, I like fishing the beds more. So it's a smaller profile when I'm fishing in shallow and on those beds. And then I like fishing. I mean, Chris. You fish with me a lot. You yeah. are at least. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, uh, when I fish those high, big, thick hydrilla mats, I can find those openings in those hydrilla mats. And I'm a smaller profile. I mean, the fish see those that big shadow coming and going. Oh, you know, especially over when they get educated. Hold on. <laughs> Your brother just. <laughs> well, just yeah, go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, now you're scared. Different? Now no, you're scared. <laughs> no, I would say I. I <laughs> I saw that. I mean, I haven't done done enough kayak fishing to say what's better or anything. I mean, my preference is like I was already saying, it's going to be the boat. I mean, for kayak fishing, that's more just for like, it's a hobby. It's fun. It's something like if you're going to go light tackle, if if I see it as you're going light tackle fishing, you're going out there to have fun, throw some Cinco's, some some flukes and stuff like that. It's like T ball in the majors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. And I give it, I give it to those guys on the kayak. I mean, it I it looks fun. It's just for me, it's more work. Okay. So when it comes to, and I, I'm gonna let your dad answer this one first. So when it comes to fit, fresh water and salt water, what is your preferred to do? Um I, I have to go with the salt water. That's what I was raised on doing okay. from my dad. Okay. And what do you usually like? What's your favorite uh, saltwater fish to actually go for? Anything that goes in the cooler. Um, <laughs> anything that goes in the cooler. I, I, I have to say stripers. Okay. Because they're so versatile. And then a halibut is good. And I do like salmon. So, uh, and I do like rock fishing. So, but if I had to pick one and I had only one, it would be stripers. Man, it would have been a whole lot better if your dad had been on on this video just to see y'all's faces. And like, <laughs> yeah, your, dad, I mean, your dad's pulling out the belt right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, so like, man, like for me, it's such a hard question. I like if I had to pick, I'm on. I'm gonna say saltwater, and it's just like dad said, 
Like I was raised on it. Like, yeah. You know, I learned, you know, I was, you know, and me and my brother said we were super lucky. Like I had my grandfather and my dad, both Georges are probably like, you know, I can't say that the, we were lucky just growing up with the, some of the best fishing mentors. Um, I could easily say in California, yeah. like you, you talk about my dad, and my grandfather, you know, in the city when it comes to, you know, saltwater fishing, striped bass, striped bass, the salmon, the halibut. I mean, no one's in denial that, you know, they were the Miyagi's of their craft. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm going to say for me, I'm kind of curious about my brother's answer. Man, my favorite's always going to be saltwater, and I'm going to say salmon. I loved – if I could do one thing for the rest of my life, it's going to be salmon fish. Okay. It's going to be trolling. Or- mooching or trolling. Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Mooching or trolling for salmon. That's my – I loved it. Um, okay. How are you, bud? As for me, I mean, I would say my – if I had to only pick one, it would be bass fishing. But okay. Okay. I could, I can easily, yeah, yeah. I love lake bass fish. I love trying to figure them out. But yeah. it's also like, like once I get back to California, I'm ready to saltwater fish. My bass season will probably be over and I'll be strictly halibut, stripers, salmon. Okay. And so it's almost seasonal for me. For me, it's almost seasonal. So I know usually what time of year, what I'm going to be going after. So that's exactly. Yeah, yeah. For me, it's really, it really is seasonal because I'm easy to change. Like I know the bass season, like, yeah, you can still go and you can still hunt for them. And, but it's time for me to switch over to stripers and halibut and, and salmon and rock fishing, lean cod yeah. fish. So that's oh. why I kind of see it as. Okay, so let's say like winter time, what what are you guys usually fishing? And I'm just curious, just because I know you and your dad are really big fishermen. Um, what what during the winter time? What are you guys usually doing around that time? Is just off season? Or are you guys just still getting after it? I'll let my dad take this one. Okay, there is no off season. Um, <laughs> let's get that straight. Um, right now. Yeah, right now the boat's in Richmond, California, and then come September, I'll move it up to McAvoy's Harbor, which is in Pittsburgh, and we start fishing for striped bass up there, and it's totally different techniques, where in the main bay, San Francisco Bay, we're fishing with live bait or trolling, and then when we're up um, up in Pittsburgh, Antioch area, we're with live bait, but on the anchor, uh, fishing different spots, uh, Grizzly Bay, Honker Bay, uh, anchoring with uh, shad or, or bullheads, mudsuckers, split tails, and that kind of fishing. So they're different different kind of fishing, but uh, it's it's year round. Okay. You know, there's really no 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 let up. I mean, you just fish as hard as you want to fish. Yeah, absolutely. Or with the weather, the weather will permit when you're fishing. I, I, and um, I mean, that's why I think like as far as fishing, that's something that I also grew up doing. Um, obviously not at the level that you guys did with the deep um, saltwater fishing stuff. I didn't saltwater fish growing up. So, I mean, I did a lot of catfish. I don't know if you guys eat catfish. <laughs> Joe sounds like a prima donna and he doesn't yeah. eat catfish oh, no. or he, he won't eat. He, I, I don't know. He doesn't eat. He doesn't eat onions. That's on because of me. Oh, okay. <laughs> 
I, I, I don't like catfishing, so my kids don't really like catfishing. We would do it once in a while for fun at night at Berryessa, yeah. but um, I, I just I just don't like catfish. But there's nothing wrong with catfishing. It's just I'd rather yeah. do other things. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, it was you for know? us. Catfishing was more of a night thing. It wasn't like it, everything during the day was you know crappie, bluegill, or it was a bass, but. Um, I, I guess it's just it's something is, I guess, different regions. Um, I, I like to call t- uh, Joe a tenderfoot just cause I mean, he puts mayonnaise on his burgers and I don't know, but, uh, but <clears throat> yeah, so I, I was, I was just curious about that question. So as far as, um, when it comes down to, and you kind of brought it up. So when you, you guys are using your, uh, bait what is your all's favorite baits i mean you're a hard bait type person plastic live i mean what is your preferred with what kind of for what kind of fishing so we'll go with bass okay bass i like i like plastics and then i like uh heart or top water those are my two two plastics and uh top water for me i've for bass fishing i've gotten into more top water i love throwing a, a whopper plopper i love throwing a glide bait I mean, I mean, and it's the same thing. I could throw soft plastics as well, whether they're with Cinco's and and flukes. So I mean, I try to be as versatile as I can. Yeah, absolutely. So when it comes to like panfish and smaller ones, what do you guys usually use for them, or do you guys even go for them? I personally don't really panfish. Um, I've always wanted to try to take it up, but when I do have the time to get out on the lake. It's just I'm, I'm fishing, I'm, I'm for, fishing bass. for bass. I just, okay, <laughs> nice. It is. That's just what it is. If if I if I'm to go for panfish, I would have to strictly go up there just to panfish. I could yeah. not bring my bass gear because I would just want a bass. I would just want a bass fish. Okay, and dad. Dad, um, dad doesn't do that much <laughs> pan fishing, crappie fishing, <laughs> but I do. You do. I'll throw crappie jigs. A few times a year, and uh, Berkeley Power Bait makes a little one-inch uh, shad bait, yeah. and I put that on a drop shot, and uh, I have caught a couple crappies yeah. doing that this year. But uh, I'm not for no way near a, 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 a good crappie fisherman or pan fisherman. It's mostly I get them accidentally while I'm fishing for bass. Okay, mm-hmm. and what is y'all's like? Okay, and this is something. I think it's going to get a little entertaining. So as far as like record fish, what is y'all's personal record fish? <laughs> I mean, that's going to go with, yeah, with species. species. Okay, we'll go with bass just because, I mean, I'm sure when it comes to saltwater, they can get crazy. But we'll go with bass and then we'll get into the saltwater. So bass, what is y'all's uh, record? Who has the record? I'd probably say my dad. Yeah, I would say us, my yeah. dad has the biggest out of both of us. And what do you guys remember? Yeah, I, I got one. I got one mounted. Um, I cut it up in the Delta uh-huh. back about 1984, uh, 82, around there. And it was eight pounds, uh, two ounces. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. And you got to remember back then, they didn't have the Florida strain uh, too much. They, they were mostly all northern bass that don't didn't get that big. Yeah. Like the Florida strain. Once they plant the forest strain in, in Clear Lake and in, in, the, in the main delta, they went crazy. You know, yeah. then they start getting, you know, 10, 12, 14, 15 pound bass. And it's fairly common, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, if y'all you guys hear noise in the back, it's my kids. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think for me, I it's fishing. I, Tennessee, I, I caught a um, a seven and a half pound. I'm not, you know. See that that's that's where I caught my biggest one too. Is yeah, that think, Indian mount. Like Michael probably dwarfs mine too. I mean, for my biggest one's out of Berryessa, and it's it's gonna be probably roughly seven. And it's not that's not even actually weighing it. Yeah, we didn't we weren't we really never really grew up. With, yeah, we never really grew up. We just wanted to fish. feel cooler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> whose was bigger? You just made the made the picture make it look like it was bigger, like you yeah, did earlier and stuff. <laughs> I'll tell you that my biggest regret growing up. If we had phones, phones, man. Back in the day. Yeah. I mean, and we talk about this sometimes, and you've even rolled your eyes at me like. Some of the stories I, I have of fishing aren't stories. They're, I mean, I, I, I wish I had cameras to catch it with, with what I had with my brother and my dad back then because you tell people, and I go, my dad gave me and my brothers growing up probably the ultimate fishing experience. Like, it, yeah. it's, you know, and I wish camera, I wish it was 20 years later where we could put things on film and Instagram now because. We weren't thinking about that stuff, type of stuff yeah, back then. The it days, was just real in the moment. The days we had out salmon fishing, fishing and it was. Yeah, I think I think that's a. I mean, so I mean, I'm I'm pretty bad at it now. I'm actually since me and Joe became friends, I I gotten better with it. Just uh, but I like posting stuff. Like I rarely post stuff of fish or whatever, but I post my kids or whatever. Um, but uh, I think that I think that's a big big uh. I guess regret that people have, but I mean, I, I get it. Back then, I wasn't looking at who caught the best. It was just really like how much we can get so we can eat. Um, yeah, it was. We're, we we usually just fish because we we're planning a big fish fry, and we usually did a lot of the big fishing uh, before Fourth of July because that was like our big fish fry time. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, I'll say overall, like striped bass. I mean, yeah, we. I mean, I my dad's dwarfed. I mean. My dad's probably been for salmon and striped bass has definitely been a few pounds off, probably the state record. Okay. Um, no, it's <laughs> it was fifty two pounds, and the and the state record's around sixty five, maybe sixty eight. So like, yeah, this is how like so me and my brother like we were running boats at when we were kids, pretty much. Um, and like one story, you know, me and my brother could think about with my dad is. You know, my dad worked swing fish, uh, swing shift growing up, you know, and then, you know, we spent a lot of time with my grandfather fishing. And this is for me, salmon. One thing that sticks in my mind the most when we talk about big fish is my grandfather took us out and uh, we were lucky that my grandfather, and my dad gave me and my brother the opportunity to venture out and really fish like an adult at a young at a young age so me and my brother we're, we're trolling for salmon you know outside the gate and we're limited out like and we have you know you know we have some hogs and we have you know fish that are about 20 20 plus pounds four of them or well, six of them because we have my grandfather in the boat and what we do is we take my grandfather's big 24 foot pen yeah we when we see my dad's boat out there we drive by it and we put it on autopilot and we're showing off our fish you know, I'm laughing. We don't think he has anything. And your dad just like, wow. I mean, this goes back to when I say I, our childhood was like um, the river runs through it. He reels up and he makes his tack pop, you know, past us. We're all trolling for salmon back then. And this man by himself has a 36 and a 40. 
Oh no! Is it? How big was that big salmon? We have it mounted. No. Not that. That's not the one I, I, had, I had. That day there, I got a forty, a forty-two 40? pounder. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, me, and my brother. Well, I'm probably in high school, and he's in junior high, and we're like, finally, we got him. <laughs> and then he's <laughs> like, psych. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He comes back and doors all of our fish. But I mean, that's what I mean. It's hard. Yeah, that that day. How big were those two fish? You had a 42 and, and what, a 30-pounder? 36, maybe? Uh, about 33, 34, yeah. Big bet. Yeah, two yeah. and a third, yeah. And what did you guys have? Yeah. We had well, a couple in the 20s. In the 20s. <laughs> Which are good fish. Which, yeah, yeah, back then, those, no, I mean, even to this day, those were good fish. But for him to just pull up, like, just with the smirk on the face that he had when he seen us <laughs> holding our fish. Because he knew what we were doing. We were talking shit. <laughs> Yeah, I let you guys go. You guys bit the hook and sinker too. Yeah, we did. <laughs> on that one. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. But I, I tell you guys something. Um, it's not. I'm gonna go off the subject a little bit, but I, I I'm glad I got an opportunity to raise you guys the way I raised you because that's the way my father raised me, uh, fishing, and then I had a grandfather that was into duck hunting, so I, that was a good opportunity. Uh, for me and then what i was proud about is my friends would call me up and, and ask to borrow you guys to, to go on their boat you know because they 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 knew you guys would catch fish and that right. made me feel good yeah i mean you i'll know? say for my now i mean michael's doing a hell of a job with my, my niece like a hell of a job and he's a you know great father but with me it, same thing like watching my sons and i i say this a lot Watching them where they're fishing on their own now, and like Joey, I mean, I kind of push him in the mud sometimes because he's kind of like me. Um, but like, you know, his PB, he caught, he didn't need dad to catch his personal best fish. He did it on his own, and it was probably probably my proudest moment. When, you know, I get a phone call and a text message from my my, my oldest son, where he did it. You know, he did it on his own. Like he went fishing while I was at work and caught. You know, you know the bass of his life so far. I mean, Christ knows that he's gonna do it. You yeah. know, probably he's gonna do it again and get bigger. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I, I definitely yeah. And we thank you, pops, man. We don't say it enough. Um, hey, don't. It was great, crying, man. man. I, I it was a great childhood growing up like that. Hey, was- I mean, that, and that honestly, this is like another uh, Father's Day special. That's actually really good. Um, it's actually really, really good to hear, especially from Joe. He's not. Uh, the sentimental type. Uh, <laughs> I get to see the other side of him, and uh, not can give a shit about it. Yeah. But um, uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, that, that's crazy. That's insane. Uh, that, that sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, I definitely won't talk as much crap to Joe as, as far as fishing. But, uh, <laughs> until I take him to the my neck of the woods, then we'll see what. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, that's okay. So. When it comes to dream hunt, and it sounds like dad's done everything, but yeah. let's just say when it comes to a dream fishing trip, what is y'all's dream fishing trip? Okay, who are we asking first? Well, we'll ask. We'll we'll end with you, dad, and then uh, we'll ask right. brother, brother, and then uh, Joe. So my dream fishing trip is honestly my dad. He's already done a couple of them. Is he goes on these uh, trips out down on uh, San Diego, long range fishing. For tuna, um, dorado, white sea bass, 
I would love to go on one of those with him, my brother, and my nephews. That's probably like, and that's that would be my dream trip on a five day trip. Okay. With all of us to go on one of those trips because my dad's done a couple of them already, and he always comes back and tells us how much fun it is. So that's something on my bucket list that uh, I definitely would like to get done. Okay. So as far because that was another question. So that's that's one on your bucket list. So I, we'll we'll get back to it. But go ahead, Joe. Yeah. For me, I mean, my brother talked about this a lot because we we laugh about some of these questions, and you know, is this because they're funny? Is because of the way the way we grew up, and you know, my dad was definitely the Mister Miyagi of, of uh, just all around fishing. That it would have to be not really like a dream fish fishing trip in the future, but kind of to relive the past, man. Yeah, um, just. You know, maybe take my kids to go do what we did back then when we were kids. When we got to go salmon fishing, I mean, there was days where we went out outside that gate, and we would come back with a lit. You know, with me and my brothers, four of us, my dad and you know us three boys, and we'd have a a, a limited striped bass, a limited halibut, and a limited salmon, and it's just kind of relive those days. Um, you know, I moved away and I don't get them as much. Um, and we all, we talked about, you know, about with me and my brother, we laughed, but, you know, it probably be teaching my kids to wireline fish too. Like yeah. Kind of how I did, you know, yeah. I don't know if a lot of the listeners know what wireline fishing is, you know, but it's, um, my, my, my dad can probably say it's a lost art that I wish that I lived in an area where I could teach my kids. So what's wireline fishing just for the listeners? I'll let you take that one, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wireline fishing. It's been around since the 40s. And what it is is you got a rod with roller guides, and you've got manel wire, uh, stainless steel wire, and you got hula skirts, which are hoochies, or I don't know what, how to describe them. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like the, the end trailer on a, on a spinnerbait. You know, the, the, okay, the, the, yeah. Just a skirt. All right, and the leader the leader is usually around thirty feet long, and uh, you got a pound pound and a half weight, and you're drift. I mean, not drifting. You're trolling on the reefs, and you're bouncing and tapping the bottom, and uh, you're covering a lot of water on a reef, and you're sweeping along the reef, and it's a really really effective way of fishing. Um, I, it's hard to explain on, on the phone. You, you'd have to see it, you know, to really get grasp the idea of it. Yeah, because um, now I'm curious. I'm going to go to California and figure it out. I know Joe talked about it. He said it was a lot of a... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's it's a lot of fun, but, but it's yeah. different. It, um, it, it's a current running two and a half, three knots one way, and you're trolling one and a half knots, the two knots the other way. And when the fish hits, there's no give on that wire. I mean, it's just a solid shock, you know, and, it, and they're just running with that current. So there is a little bit of fun there, but it's it's just a very effective way of fishing, you know. I mean, uh, that's, I, that's about all I could tell you. I could tell you with, with that wire line and when my my fondest memory of it, back here, I'm out, you you put me in California this day, I could, po- I could point to the exact part of the water was fishing in the South Bay when we when we had that school of striped bass that we had pinpoint on the on the um, the pylons, 
And oh yeah. Oh man, it the boat ride. I tell you, man, like, you know, I'll probably tell you the story, Chris, but like and it's unbelievable when people hear it. Mm-hmm. But the boat ride itself was when I say we would have a a four-man limited striper within less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. You, you, you're hooking two and three fish on one line. Yeah. You know? And fighting them all. I mean, you're fighting two 10-pound fish at one time. You know? So it's, 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 it's really, really effective. It makes a man know? out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it could be frustrating, too, at times, too. Yeah. A lot yeah, of frustrating so. with your kids, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They would get bow time. You they got hung up on the bottom. <laughs> we brought them it was bow time. They, I'd I'd ro- rotate them out and put another kid in in, in their spot and keep fishing. It was like a bullpen. Yeah, it was but let's yeah, they, it's like a sweatshop. They learned quick. They learned quick. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's good. That's good though. That's good. I like it. Uh, yeah. God, I mean, listen to y'all. Actually, I wish I. I would have had some of those experiences sound like a whole lot of fun. And I uh, definitely need to get down to California with Joe and uh, try that out and see it. So I can embarrass myself and Joe can make fun of it. Record me doing the, doing this stuff. Hey dad, I, you know, going back on, on the main question, what was your favorite, most memorable time fishing with all of us? I'm kind of curious now. Oh God. Um, it had to be the times when we would go to the rock pile get a limit of stripers on the rock pile and then go out mooch for salmon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, but uh, there were so many trips that we've gone on. It's very, very hard to pick one, but that was the funnest I I would have is when we, we end up going mooching for salmon on a beautiful day and coming back in and and staying overnight on my dad's boat, taking kids out to Izzy steakhouse restaurant and you guys ordering steaks and and just having a good time. Yeah. When did you realize, like, man, maybe maybe this fishing gene rubbed off on us? <laughs> right away. Um, all three of you kids, you guys caught on really quick, and you enjoyed it. You know, that's that's the thing I saw. There, there was enjoyment. When I asked us, you guys want to go? I mean, you guys were in the truck in a second. You know, it was no no hesitation. Nice, that. nice. Okay, so, um, wow, that's that's crazy. That's insane, I, especially from Joe. I mean, he barely wants to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, you, I mean, you can't, you can't, uh, uh, you can't really like deny wanting to do something like that, especially out in the outdoors. And I think that's that's a lot that has to do with this podcast, getting people out there in the outdoors and enjoying it, and then these memories like these. And um, it sounds like you guys got a whole lot of memories, so. And, and then we also did a lot of duck hunting too. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I had them, I had them all out before they could even, you know, hold a gun. We were, you know, going out to the blinds and stick them in the blinds. And, and, uh, I got, I was very fortunate, uh, as far as duck hunting, I had a couple places to hunt that I would help, um, you know, put out the decoys, pick up the decoys. I would uh, put out the gravel for the path and they would in turn would let me hunt. So they got the best of both worlds, really. Nice, nice. Yeah. So no big game hunting yeah. for you? No deer hunter. Um, big deer hunter. Yeah, I, my grandfather on my mother's side was a big time hunter. They had 
2,600 acres to hunt in U- up in Ukiah area. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, it's Potter Valley up in Northern California. Yeah. As a child, I was going up there at their deer camp and staying a week at a time. And okay. uh, he, he would get, oh, he did a lot of deer hunting. Um, and I've only shot a c- couple deer myself, but it's hard to go deer hunting, crabbing, fishing. I mean, you have to sort of, to get good at yeah, one, yeah. you have to pick one and stay with it. And you have to have the property to, to hunt and, and all that. And uh, it, it's tough. So I, I, I picked fishing and, and I did do a lot of duck hunting and dove hunting, yeah. a little bit of quail hunting. I shot a pheasant. few turkeys, pheasant. a lot of pheasant. Yeah. Pheasant. So yeah, it's hard to do everything. And then yeah, it sounds like, he, fun. He, yeah, it was good. It okay. was really good. So this goes and then as far track. as my dream, my dream, my dream thing would be, I would like to take, so it's the same thing as my, I'd like to take my nephews and, and the, and the boys out, on a long range trip because they are really a lot of fun. Um, I've been on what, about eight, nine of them actually now. And uh, I've been on three 10 day trips, but a five day try five to six day trip would be really nice. You know, uh, there'd be the food's good. The fishing's, uh, usually they always put you on some kind of fish to catch and it's just a good trip. Okay, yeah, nice. And that the, when you say five and six days, it's just all straight fishing out and sea. Yeah, okay. yeah. You spend one or two days traveling. Uh-huh. Uh, it depends on where, what they what what is running because you get anything from bluefin tuna, yellowfin tuna, um, yellowtail. So whatever's biting, that's what they're going to go after. Whatever they can get more numbers on the boat. Okay, so yeah, uh, this fish. bringing that up, I'm actually curious too because again, I didn't grow up in near the coast. So, uh, and I, I've tried shark. Do you guys eat shark fish at all, or is that something you guys special tag for, or how yeah, does that work? I those on accident. <laughs> Did you guys? No, my see, and that's a, my dad said no sharks in the house, so on the table. So I, I sort of raised my kids with no sharks. No sharks. Yeah. They're not allowed in the boat. Yeah. yeah. How many, yeah. I mean, a thrush yeah. shark would have been bad. Yeah, I, I usually cut the line, make sure I don't really want to deal with them. Yeah. It's just because you don't like the way it tastes, or you just don't want to deal with having to, I don't know, whatever they, it tastes. They stink. They yeah. stink. <laughs> they smell okay. bad. I've, like, never yeah. caught, I've never caught yeah. a shark, but when I was in California and I went to San Pedro, I, I tried uh, taco shark tacos and I, I mean it was pretty good. So, but I guess you can make anything with any like great seasoning good. I guess yeah. a lot. I, I know a lot of people usually are big on eating that thresher shark, but we yeah, were so know. we were so specific when we went fishing. Mm-hmm. With tacos, yeah. Thing. Okay, and then the, let, let's go into uh, and then we'll kind of like this way we don't go over our time limit. I guess, but uh, I just want to. Just for me, I'm kind of curious as far as y'all's top five uh, bucket listed things to do, whether it could be hunting or fishing. Um, and then we can go with start with brother, then Joe, and then we'll end with dad. So what's your top five? What's your bucket list things to do? And it could be a hunting, fishing, or just straight fishing. So, I mean, mine's both hunting and fishing. But see, like, like I was talking to my brother earlier, it's not so much like he had 
said it earlier of stuff that we haven't done yet, but it's more of reliving those moments. Like I would love to get my nephews back up and duck hunting back in Lambertville, like where we used to duck hunt when we were kids. Yeah. I would take them uh, dove hunting where we, we used to grow up when we were little kids going dove hunting every September. Um, I would love to see them. I mean, even just like a, a basic camping trip to Lake Berryessa for bass fishing. I would love to do that with them. Or even I would also like to do uh, one of these, uh, I mean, a nice trip. I would like to go catch smallmouth and like in, up in Michigan. Yeah. I would love to do stay at one of those lodges and catch and just go out there for smallmouth. Light tackle, Ned Rig, um, drop shot. That's the one I would love to do. And I would say, I mean, those, those are basically some of my bucket lists. You know, it's mostly mainly reliving some of the moments that I had and my brother had as a kid for my nephews to see. And, okay. with, my, and with my dad, you know, it's just because those moments, they were so good back then. So there's no like species that you can't get in the U.S. that you want to would I'm, maybe want to go I'm, after. Maybe I don't know in Asia or I would love it. You can't. You don't get them in California. A peacock bass. bass yeah, that's okay. that's one I would love to catch is a peacock bass. <laughs> okay. Okay, that's good. Joe. Oh man, I mean, it's like my I mean, the apple don't far fall from the tree in this family. And you see, with me and my kids, me and my brother, I mean, you probably seen us. Like I'm not 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 his answers because I mean that's just how. I mean, we're like twins when it comes to a lot of this stuff. Um, I want to relive a lot of memories. Relive Argentina, them. nothing. Argentina, I could do that here in, in Louisiana. Yeah. I would say my biggest thing for you know, I'm crossing my fingers. My brother, and my dad come out here in <laughs> September. Is take my dad and my brother on a September teal hunt with, with nice. the kids. Uh, I mean, because that's I mean for me, that's just that's something I couldn't do in California. But you know, after leaving, you know, my dream hunt would be going back and catching, you know. Fishing for sturgeon, catching. I mean, sturgeon. I mean, it's hard to say, man. Like, I was fortunate. I was, you know, the listeners. I'm not bragging or nothing. You know, I, I thank the Lord. You know, my dad and my grandfather did this with us. I'm so blessed to have the the moments I had back then that I just want to relive them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then probably, you know, do a um, a September teal hunt with them, and you know, really show them. How you know how it is kind of different because I mean, you know, I mean, you've seen the pictures of my my teal hunts down here. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's kind of it's, I mean, it's balls to the wall duck hunting for you know a two hour period. Yeah, it's a grind. Yeah, it's a grind. That's nice. Awesome. That's nice. And dad, dad, dad's bucket list. Um, you whatever like my bucket list. Yeah, well, I got those things I'd like to do, and but whatever I'm going to mention, I'd like to include my sons and grandkids into this too. Um, one would be a Candace pheasant hunt. Um, yeah. One would be I'd love to go to Costa Rica and go uh, for dorado and sailfish in Costa Rica. And then the other ones would be just have the kids come over a week in the, at the lake, Berryessa. Uh, do some salmon fishing, do some halibut fishing with, with the grandkids and my sons. 
and uh, that would that would be on my bucket list. Nice, nice. Well, it sounds like I mean, it sounds actually pretty good. Everything's all family oriented, and that's that's something that uh, I think um, the outdoors actually does a lot. Is it does bring families together, get that distress, especially nowadays, get that distractions out of there, the phone, cell phone. Um, that's why I try to do my kids try to like, hey, let's go out, let's go fishing, just keep your what tablets or whatever it may be here. Uh, because I mean, like Joe, you can remember, I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't have that. I think beepers didn't come out to what, like 94 or something like that. <laughs> uh, I don't even remember. I didn't have a beeper, but I wasn't cool enough. <laughs> we had a little rant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I mean, it sounds good. Um, I mean, God, that, that was really good conversations. I really enjoyed some of that. I actually got to try that. Uh, I'm curious about that. Um, wire fishing that you guys are talking about i definitely need to do that uh and kind of embarrass myself a little bit so joe can have some more stuff on video that he doesn't already have so i don't know Joe's yeah like, you might get bow time yeah um yeah i definitely need to check it out i definitely need to go back i actually used to live up there but i definitely need to check out uh the bay area i haven't been there in, oh, god i was i don't know five so um, yeah, my uh, my stepdad was in the Navy up there, so. But uh, uh, definitely need to try that. I, I'm definitely gonna try to make that on my bucket list. Try to go uh, saltwater fishing a little bit more. Maybe Joe can show me some of that. So, um, but Joe, you got anything else going uh, for your dad and your brother? No, I mean my brother. Me, and my brother will do a little bit more fishing here. I'll post some more stuff on Instagram. Um, and then hey, for my dad, like hope to see you soon. Love you. And, uh, man, really thanks for being on the show and uh, letting me and Michael just relive memories. Well, I'm glad. To, I, you know, I really had a good time raising you guys. And I'm really, really proud of the way you guys both turned out. So love you both. Yeah, yeah, really, we, yeah we appreciate you coming. I appreciate you coming on the show. I know they do. But definitely hearing some of the stories you guys had. But, uh, brother, you got anything before we go? No, I'm just... Uh, I'm glad that this uh I was excited to do this podcast with them. I really wanted to relive some of these moments and talk about them and it it was fun. It definitely was fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, um if we got nothing else, we'll go ahead and uh I'll end it with this. I, again, it was I really enjoyed having y'all on the show. Uh I want to thank Valon Honor Outdoors for what they do for service members and first responders. Uh, I want to thank everybody who supported us at the, uh from this time uh and then now. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, please like, hit that like, subscribe button, whether it be Facebook or your favorite podcast platform. Um, and like always, y'all have a good one. Mm-hmm.